0: This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and Shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Three Sides <laughs> of the Coin. Hey guys, it's Tommy here. Welcome to a very special edition
1: of Three Sides of the Coin. I wanted to preface this special episode by giving you a little bit of background. Many of you know that uh, we've been wanting to have Alice Cooper on for quite some time, but the scheduling just hasn't worked out. He's a very busy man. So when I got the phone call last week saying, hey, since Alice is going to be in town and you're coming to the show, would you like to sit down with him he'd like to come on the show and I said absolutely we're gonna take any opportunity and take any time that he's willing to give us so I went down to the Mystic Lake showroom with my buddy Kyle and all of our gear we set it up and we did an interview with him so you won't have to listen to the other two knuckleheads because it's just a one-on-one interview with me but we didn't want to miss the opportunity to have Alice on our show we talk about the Hollywood vampires his solo stuff what he thinks of KISS uh, really cool stuff and I hope you enjoy it. So without any further ado. Here's our special edition for you guys today Mr. Alice Cooper Hi everyone from three sides land. Thank you so much for tuning in we have the legend. Mr. Alice Cooper with us today. Hi, hey, Alice. how you doing? Hi guys. Um, I want to start off with the first thing, is my very first Alice Cooper show was in 1978 at the St. Paul Civic Center.
2: Oh, yeah. Does that ring any bells for you? 78 was probably, was that the uh, gas mask yes, show? Yes, it was. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, the fu- the weird thing about that was somebody actually accused us of letting off the, the tear gas. Yeah. And I said, yeah, we would, at the end of our show, when we, can't, when we don't have any breath to start with, we're not going to let off tear gas. You know, we couldn't breathe, my guys couldn't breathe backstage, neither could I. You know, so, I mean, everybody rushed out of the building. And uh, I oh, understand yeah. they did it with Ted Nugent, too.
1: Uh, that I hadn't heard, but I suppose it's possible. Yeah. I just remember being there, and I was towards the back of the arena, and you were still playing, and like, everyone's leaving. And I'm, I- I'm like, what's going on?
2: Yeah, it hadn't really hit us yet. Yeah. As soon as it got to us, I mean, it was like, all, you know, everybody on stage, we just couldn't breathe, and you're trying to play the songs and uh... yeah it's uh, it's also tear gas has also got an agent in it that causes panic oh. it's, it's got a thing that that makes people panic and and Get and leave real quick. Yeah, so that that I think that had a lot to do with it, too
1: It was pretty uh, organized though when as everyone walked out, but that's one, you know I know you had a shirt for a while that said I it, survived. It, oh, yeah, people
2: off. had a gas mask on the shirt. It was pretty cool. That's fantastic
1: <laughs> um, Tell me just a little bit about Hollywood vampires. You've got something coming up. You just put out an EP
2: Well, that's uh, that's or Alice Cooper. It? Yeah, vampires. Yeah, uh, the 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 so are kind of like um, right now Johnny's doing movies and uh, Uh, Joe's doing you know the residency in Vegas and I'm doing my tour so we always have to plan the vampires around that right which is kind of tricky yeah so in order to book a vampires tour you have to look a year ahead so next year we've got a lot of European dates uh, coming up and Possibly even a Chinese tour, from what I really? heard. Really? Interesting. Which would be interesting, but I, 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 that's that's way iffy. Yeah. You know, we don't know if that's going to happen or not. But we we'll, uh, and another States tour, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that band is great because uh, I don't have to play Alice Cooper in that band. You can just be yourself. I'm the lead singer yeah. in that band. So I can, you know, Alice tonight will never talk to the audience. Right. Till the very end of the show. Right. Um, whereas Alice in the Vampire's talks to the audience all night tells them about stories if we do a Jim you know a, a Doors song yeah. I'll tell them a story about Jim Morrison or yep. if we do a Who song I'll tell them a story about Keith Moon and you know cuz you have a wealth of all those stories. Oh, yes, yes. And the audience
1: wants to hear that, you know. Well, the first time I saw it was at Rockfest a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool because it was different, so I'm assuming it gives you a a sense of freedom that takes you out of
2: the Alice Cooper character. It does. And and it's, you know, when you take three alpha males like that, and that's not counting the other guys in the band, that are all in big bands. Yeah and realize that there's never been an argument there's never been anybody leaving stage angry nothing we've never had That's an argument during rehearsal we've never had an argument wow so it's a very cooperative band and we get things done that way johnny gets up there and plays plays his butt off he's uh you know he's there for rehearsal when I, before i get there and uh well, you know, I think people are really surprised when they hear him play because they don't realize how good of a guitar player he is.
1: Well, and it must be a great freedom for him, too, to get away and do something different. I
2: think he'd rather play guitar than act. You know, I mean, I told him not to le- lose his day job because <laughs> we can't pay him $25 million a show. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that gives him a, the freedom, though. That's good. <laughs>
2: no, but I think he loves playing guitar and he loves being up on stage. In fact... A few times, he wanted to do Heroes, you know, by on yeah, the last both. album, on yeah. the Rise album. Yeah. And uh, I said, I don't even know the song. I said, w- why don't you sing it? And he goes, I don't sing. See, you did Sweeney Todd. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? I <laughs> went, yeah, you did. So you sing it. And I'll play I'll play guitar on it. I'll do background guitar on it. And so he sings that. Joe sings another song. Actually, Johnny sings two songs in the show. And uh, and that's kind of nice that I'm not... the always the front man yeah i can you know i can move around and and other people can can take the lead Uh, to me that's a lot of freedom i would think
1: so because it's completely different yeah it is and
2: the band is tight very very tight man because i brought in my drummer uh glenn Glenn sobel who is just was voted best drummer in rock you know um we always and tommy tommy is a big factor tommy hendrickson who produced the last album was a big factor
1: but you've always had, I think, the best musicians with you. I mean, all the way back into this the band. 70s. here is killer. Oh, Ryan I mean, Roxy, they're all fantastic.
2: And Tom, I got Tommy and Glenn. Uh, and of course, Nita. Yeah. And Nita is, you know, and Chuck Garrick is as good as anybody. I, I, I would hate to lose anybody like that. Yeah. He's a rock. But, oh, he looks but like you he put Nita the up 70s. there, and she's just, she's just you know. She, she's a show unto herself. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, and that and that's one of the things that's exciting for me because I've been seeing you since I was a kid. Is that you always have the great musicians and it adds so much because they know how to play the songs. Yeah, it's not that uh, studio sound. It's a live yeah, rock. They're sound.
2: a rock band, and and I allow them each to have their own personality up there. You know, I I tell them up front. I said, you know, ego belongs on stage. I don't want you up there being a wallflower. I want you to, if you take your, st- people want to see you be a star. Yeah. So be the star. When you get on stage, be a star. Off stage, I don't act like a star off stage, so I don't expect you to. Right. And nobody does. Everybody just kind of like who they are, you know? Which they is get on great. stage, though, and they're bigger than life, and that's what I
1: want. But yeah. you got to project that. Yeah. Um, tell me about the first time that you saw
2: Kiss. Did you get it when you first saw it? Oh uh, yeah, totally. In fact, you know, I mean, one of their articles they said, you know, if one Alice works, then four ought to work. You know, and I went, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I saw in it, I went, oh, they're gonna they're gonna kill these guys if they don't do totally different makeup. If they don't do a, a you know, I mean, they're a good hard rock band. Um and they created comic book characters yeah you know uh, which i thought was so smart i was very very smart and they kept it really rock and really down the middle and acd so, sort of acdc sort of down the middle hard rock yeah that was very understandable they didn't try to get complicated they just kept it what it was and they and that was their whole signature so i went Great. I never had one problem with Kiss. Kiss and I were friends. We we were always friends. In fact, I think at one point we... Our people told them where to buy makeup. <laughs> <laughs> to help them out, yeah. yeah. down on Hollywood Boulevard at the uh,
1: thing. Is, that's where you buy your makeup. Well, and I knew they were very influenced by your show and everything yeah. that you were doing. Did you ever, Were you ever in a position where because you always add theatrics to everything, because one of the things you had said once that I thought really stuck with me is you said, you see all these young bands coming through and they show you all these different things that they can do, but you're like, great, but where's the song? Yeah. You always had really good well-crafted songs and I felt the same way about KISS
2: that's that's uh, that's because we we worked with Bob Ezrin both of us did okay and uh, Bob Ezrin was very very smart when he says dumb it down dumb it down dumb it down for the radio yeah you know uh, sure everybody wants to be King Crimson everybody wants to be the Yardbirds you know and and our, our guys were able to do that but does that get on the radio no so on the album yeah you could stretch out and and do a lot of things on the but for those singles like 18 and no more mr. nice guy you know uh, I wanna rock and roll all night you can't it's so simple you can't get away from it it's got that hook and it's got the hook and it's and the band means it so you know for any young band that's out there you know trying to show off their chops that's great but I don't know how far that's going to get them on the radio if you once you get on the radio you've got the the Willy Wonka golden ticket yeah. yeah that means people have to listen to you well yeah and it's and it's interesting too
1: because I've been a fan of music ever since I was a little kid I've got older sisters and brothers yeah. who would give me their records yeah and the first time I was aware of you was probably 1972 and they gave me an article of Alice Cooper and I just couldn't figure it out because I'm like well that's a guy
2: you know, yeah, yeah. and,
1: and I put two and two together shortly after that. Yeah,
2: but your parents hated me and that was the great thing. Of
1: course <laughs> Yeah, so that drew me to you even more cuz I'm like, okay, then this is I Well, the problem, the problem
2: the now is that shock rock you can't shock an audience anymore. It was no. easy to do in 1970 Yeah, that audience was set up to be shock rocked. You know, uh, uh we were still in a, in a kind of an innocent area where if you put a guy with makeup on, named Alice, with snakes and guillotines and baby dolls and just pure I don't care. And the lyrics were Cold Ethel (laughs) and (laughs) these songs, which I thought were very funny songs. It's tongue-in-cheek. Very funny songs. It it didn't, later, people started getting the tongue-in-cheek, the comedy behind it. it. But at first, it was a real subversive Thing. Well, and, yeah. and it was easy to shock the audience. Now, I, I do the guillotine tonight in a whole different way, and it's really effective. But you've turned on CNN, and there's a guy really getting his head cut off. Yeah. That's a hundred times more shocking than anything that Slipknot or Alice Cooper or Marilyn Manson can do. Right. You know, so reality is caught up, and we really are not shocking as much as it's a divisive thing where. People want; they want the theatricality of it. Yeah. And, and I think now it's such a tradition that they want to see Alice's head cut off. That that would they would feel really kind of like, uh, le- oh, he didn't cut his head off.
1: Right. You well, know? yeah, and, and I think that's what they come <laughs> for. Yeah. I want to see. But at first, the that show. was
2: really that was really a shocking thing. Well, look at the mileage you got out of the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it, you know, I just saw a video of the chicken the other day. <laughs> I threw that chicken pretty far in the audience. <laughs> and it did fly for about two seconds. Yeah. You know, I mean I thought that it was gonna fly away and it didn't. It just plummeted into the audience. And the audience tore it to pieces. Right. Alice, Alice never killed a chicken.
1: Well no, but yeah. it's like that was that went quite for quite a bit. Everybody some loved it,
2: yeah. Um, tell me a funny story
1: about Eric Singer. Do you have anything good you can share with us? Oh Eric
2: Eric is you know, Eric for me was was you know, one of the great drummers because of the fact that there are drummers that are pocket drummers and then there are drummers that are truck drivers y- these guys are truck drivers uh, guy, eric Singer is a truck driver he, he drives the band yes he drives this giant monster and y- there are drummers that just don't know how to do that other ones that are do- show drummers you know yeah uh, keith moon yes best of the best you know um but i i collected watches oh I, as does eric yes. uh, yeah and i didn't know that about eric so I would go out and I would buy all these watches and old Hamiltons and Gruens and 40s watches and all this and and he would look at that and say oh you know that, uh, that's been refaced and da 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 da. And I, Pretty soon I realized that he was a, a, an absolute master at this. I wouldn't buy a watch without taking Eric with me. Which is smart, you know? yeah. Yeah, so that's one thing we had in common was that and you know when he joined KISS of course then it was like, oh, hello, kitty. How are you, kitty?
0: <laughs> come on, come on. Hello,
1: Who's a cute kitty? He's a cute kitty.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. That's something we can say Yeah, and we'll Eric's love
2: great, it. But Eric's great. I mean, Eric is one of the great drummers out there. And they're all super nice people. Now, know Tommy's you're... one of my best friends. Yeah, he's yeah. a super nice guy. Yeah, Tommy's think... one of my best buddies. And, uh... And Paul and I go way back, and Gene, uh, Gene, I finally spent a little time with Gene. He's got a very funny sense of humor. Yeah, very dry. Once you get past the the Gene, you know, the bravado thing. Then you get into Gene, the silly person, and, and I, I I appreciate that. Well, and I think some people don't realize, fans don't realize how
1: much Tommy and Eric have contributed to what they're doing. You, you know, it's like with your band. Yeah. These people are dependable, they show up on time, they're great players, yeah. they've got great attitudes, they're nice people. That's All it. that plays That's into it, it doesn't it? You know,
2: it? Uh, uh, Ryan Roxy and Tommy, Damon Johnson, you know, there's certain guys that are guitar players that Anytime I'd put them in the band because I know how, how versatile they are and I'm not looking for a flash guitar player I'm looking for a great solid rock guitar player, and that's what Ryan is. Yes, Ryan is, has actually gotten a really good He's really really become a better a, a really good guitar player now You know, it's just a pure blues rock guitar player.
1: Oh, yeah, I think like I said earlier I think the band is wonderful. And I can't even yeah. tell you how many times we've seen you Yeah. Um, when you hit your rock bottom because we're talking so much now with people. You mean in about a half an hour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On your way, w- when you went through all of that you did and you sobered up and that changed your life, do you have any advice you can give anybody who may be battling some of that now? Because we have so many people that are, you know. Too
2: many people go into these, uh, uh, you know, rehabilitation places to slow down. You don't go into slow down, you go into stop. You, 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 you never want to go in twice. Right. I know God, when I was in there, there was guys, I was my 13th time in here, like he was proud of that. And I'm going, why don't you just do it once, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was very, uh, God took mine away, you know, I mean, I, I came out of there and never had another thought about having a drink. And you talk about a miracle. Even the doctor said, that is a miracle. Right. You were the classic alcoholic. He says, and, and it's like you had cancer one day and the next day you didn't have cancer. Because I never had a drink for thirty-seven years. I mean, That's a, which is amazing. It just yeah. went away, and the doctor said, "Well, this is crazy. You're not going to AA. You don't have a sponsor. You, you're you're not tempted. You're no craving." I said, "Nothing. It's just gone." I said, "So I look at that as a miracle." Yeah, and I can't he, only look at one place for miracles. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So
1: then, when you were doing, do you remember those shows that you did? Like it was what uh, the eight, nineteen eighty-six. You had two sold-out shows in Detroit. Yeah. That was kind of your. Come back to a certain
2: degree that was in a way. The nightmare returns yeah yeah
1: do you remember how you felt about that did it feel like god was giving you a second chance or that you were like here's my shot to keep
2: the thing about it was was the old alice was dead the old alice who was a whipping boy he was society's uh underdog I I, I appealed to all of the outcasts, all the kids that were outcasts. Yeah. Because Alice was the outcast. He, yeah. I was the, <laughs> you know, uh, what's the girl's name? Elisha or uh, uh, Billy Elisha? Right now, oh. the girl? Oh. Billy Eilish.
0: Billy. Just uh, Eilish. There
2: you go. Eilish. Eilish. Okay. Billy Eilish. I was the Billy Eilish. I was the you know the depressed. You know. And a lot of kids, you know, got that. As soon as I got sober, I said, I can't play that character anymore because I'm not that character anymore. Yeah. The alcohol played a big part of that. I decided at that point that Alice needed to be a really arrogant, condescending villain. And at that yeah. point, Alice came up there and became that. that. If you looked at that show, Alice was anything but a whipping boy. Right. He was suddenly this thing that was not talking to the audience. He was looking down on the audience. He was sort of the dominatrix of the audience. And they loved that character, so I went, good. that's, That's why I like playing Alice now. And so what's different
1: now Versus way back when you first started, how how do you approach, or how do you feel about all that you're doing and all you've accomplished now? When you're like playing live tonight? Well,
2: I don't look, I don't, I don't live in the past at all. I okay. I love doing the songs, but I don't live in the past. I think if you think that you've written your best songs, that you should stop writing songs because you wrote your best songs. If you think you've done your best shows, you should stop, right. retire. Fine, There's, I can understand people retiring if that's their attitude I guarantee you Paul McCartney thinks he has not written his best songs yet yeah I guarantee you Bob Dylan has not written his best songs yet and And I look at the same way I say I'm doing a new album because that that best song is still out there and that's one of the things I appreciate about what you do is because for
1: me I still like to go to the store buy the CD take it home listen to the whole thing yeah and go whoa
2: where'd that come from yes yes I, I, I enjoy that every once in a while some gem pops out of the album and you just go wow where did that come from you know that's
1: that's a good one well and so how do you how do you respond to some of the artists who are now saying that that music is dead and that you can't you shouldn't record or there's no value in recording i mean look at cheap trick i I, have
2: millions of fans out there that want to hear new music yeah they don't want to just depend on all the old melodies. they want to see what's alice writing about now yeah and they go oh wow uh paranormal that was a great. Well, that record. should be. That should be pretty interesting. I was talking about paranormal. Yeah. You know, uh, the next album is all about Detroit. It's it's like a tribute to Detroit. <laughs> and I've already got an idea for the album after that. That's that I think is going to really be good. But so I'm thinking two albums ahead. Same with The Vampires. I'm already thinking two albums ahead for The Vampires. Which is exciting for me as a yeah. fan to
1: know that you're going to continue to tour because oh, yeah. I always look forward to seeing you. Yeah. And and that's what we say in our show a lot, is we're like, look, Kiss is retiring and this is all fine and well. Go out and see him when you can. Yeah. But you got to get out and support newer bands and find new acts to follow. Hey, there's
2: bands like The Struts, there's bands like The Stripes from Ireland, great yep. band. There's all kinds of new r- little rock bands out there. If you listen to Little Stevens Underground Garage, Which is, you hear yeah. all these great, little bands and give them a chance. The problem is, is that there's no record companies supporting them. Right. In our day when Bowie was with Columbia and I'm with Warner Brothers and Kisses with, you know, it, there was money behind us in order t- to take a young band and let them go on and make mistakes. Right. But there's a there's a great big mother behind them with all this money going, make the mistake, make the mistake, but keep trying to write hits. And look at how many hits were harvested from Bowie and Elton and Alice. Oh and yeah. All these guys. They didn't want one album, they wanted 20 albums. Well it took you guys a couple of records to find yeah. yourself in Ma- the beginning Motley as well. Motley didn't break even until f- their fourth album. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, but it gave them a chance to keep writing and keep recording and keep go- and going. You know, now I feel sorry for young bands. My son's band, Co-op, if they were in the '70s, they would have had five albums out by now. Okay. Yeah. Their songs are great, Every and the band months. is great live. Bisto Blanco would have been a huge band by now. Yeah, but there's just no money behind it. You know, you got to have that that machine behind it. We can't relive the '70s. I know that because technology's yeah. taken over. But I I really feel that there's got to be something for young bands to keep them going. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, and that's what's interesting, too, is we talk a lot about how would you reframe things or how would you change things now. I think Black Veil Brides is a great example of that. Andy's Black found Ville a way Brides.
2: to do something different and, and approach it differently. I always use them as an example. I go, why are all these bands, why do they want to look like they just walked in from the mall? It's a great point. I said, when we walked into a room, everybody went, oh, that's Alice Cooper, because the right. band had a look. Yeah. You know, when Motley walked in the room, oh, that's Motley Crue, mm-hmm. you know, when Guns N' Roses, shoo, that's Guns N' Roses, now there's mm-hmm. no separation, the old bands look all the same, they all look alike. Yeah, it's and like Toto. Except Black, the Black Veil Brides, they, they walked in the room, oh, there's Black Veil Brides. Yeah. I said, smart. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Keep yeah. it going. Well, and in fact, Andy is a good friend of mine. He said to say hello, and he he. What he said is, he said Alice was the first person to actually believe in us. Yeah. And his support
2: made such a big difference. So make sure you say hi to. Well, him. Well, that's great because you know? I mean they had personality, they had style. Um, Hanoi Rocks was a band that really had a lot of style. That uh, you know, uh, it's just you know having that swagger. Yeah. When you want, if you're a rock band, be a rock band. You know, yeah. you should walk in there and you should, you should be sexy and cool and everything. Most of these bands go, ah, I don't care. Yeah. And, and so their career, who, who cares? Right, <laughs> well, know? and
1: I have always felt like, you know, if, if I'm gonna buy a CD, I want to see something. Yeah. And I don't want to just go to a show that does nothing. That So I wanna see In This Moment, I wanna see Black Veil Brides, I wanna see Alice Cooper, I wanna see stuff. Go see Grandad, go see
2: Mick Jagger. Yes. I just saw The Stones and they knocked me out. Yeah, I, they're I amazing. saw Mick backstage and I said, how is, uh, and he goes, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, man. You watch tonight. I'm all right. And he killed it that night. That's great. And I've never heard Keith and Ronnie play that good. That's fantastic. And, and yeah. w- you know, uh, Watts, well, it's the on the money, on the money, uh, yeah. Charlie Watts, just solid as could be. That was as good as I've ever seen the Stones. It's my childhood. Yeah. You know? So everybody take, watch Mick Jagger. Okay. And that's
1: the guy. There you go. <laughs> Alice said it. Um, I know you got to get going because you've got meet and greets and all this stuff yeah. to do to prepare. Thank you so much Thank for you. your time. Thank we you. really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Guys, follow him out. Go and see him. Get him out and go to see uh, the vampires. He's on tour right now with his band. Get out there and, and support music.
0: Of the show go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of three sides of the coin thanks download your free free copy of the kiss school of marketing 11 lessons i learned working with kiss the number one downloaded business book on noise trade go to books.noisetrade.com michaelbrandvold You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.